Uh, we're getting into a time of the year where I know families will be gathering and uh, things may be a little different this holiday season as they've been in the past. And I say special prayers for those who are hurting today and going through the holiday seasons. You know, the one thing about life is that, well, things change. Things don't stay the same. If you live long enough, that is, you'll see some changes throughout life. And so uh, I, I want you to know uh, I'm praying for those who are hurting today. There are some that are going through difficult times. I'm praying for you, and our church is praying for you, and we want you to know that. I know there's been effort put forward to be here today, and I appreciate that, and I thank you for that. As you gather with your families uh, throughout maybe this weekend, maybe some of you have already started your family celebrations, and what a wonderful thing that is. I don't know. Uh, if you have a big family, sometimes it's hard to get everybody together at one time, and I certainly understand all of that. But as ha- however or whenever you have your celebrations going through this week, I hope that you will remember why we do what we do and, and that Jesus truly is the reason for the season. If you've been with us throughout the, the month of December, we've been talking about the greatest gift, the greatest gift. And I want to conclude that thought uh, today on the greatest gift as far as the sermon series goes, okay? Uh, that thought will never, ever conclude. But the thought for the sermon series, if you have your bulletin, if you have been taking notes, this will be the last portion of notes we'll take for this particular sermon series. And today I just really want to join our hearts together and understand why we're doing uh, what we're doing today. Every song that was sang in that musical pointed to Jesus Christ. I mean, we're talking about from the prophecy before he was born to the time that he came. Everything pointed to Jesus Christ. And in Luke chapter number 2, Luke chapter number 2, I want to read a portion of scripture here, a very familiar portion. Luke chapter 2, look at verse number 8. It says, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the multitude, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. The greatest gift, the greatest gift, you know, uh, some of you might can think back to your childhood, uh, the Christmas times, and I've heard the stories. Uh, even my daddy would tell me stories, you know, growing up uh, in life. Uh, the Christmas back then wasn't probably like the Christmas is today. I mean, you know, they were happy if they got uh, an apple or an orange or something like that. And uh, my dad would tell me stories about, you know, they'd take the little the snuff bottles and make cars out of them. You know, it'd be their cars and stuff they play with and all that. And uh, but you know we we we've got kids today that grow up with everything. I mean they got everything at their fingertips. You know they have so much. And uh, when you grow up with everything, it's kind of hard to appreciate some things. You know, and uh, sometimes the gifts uh, that you get, uh, well, it may not have been the gift you wanted or the gift you asked for. You know. Uh, but then there might have been a time in your life where the Christmas time came and uh, you got what you wanted for Christmas. Maybe there, was a, maybe there was a time, I don't know, sometimes it happens, sometimes it don't. But maybe there was a time where you got what you wanted for Christmas. And you know what happens though after you get what you want for Christmas? 
all of that excitement and, and all of the anticipation or what once you get that, you know, that kind of diminishes a little bit. That that expectation and excitement is all over. You know, I, I tell the thing about when you got little kids, I can remember, you know, you get them a toy or whatever and uh, they, they, they they'd rather play with the box than it would be the actual toy, you know. I mean, you get the toy and all that, throw the toy away, and let's play with the box. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And uh, if you if you got the young, you've got to get the, the packages that you tear open, right? You know, we, we've gotten accustomed to gift bags, haven't we? It's just so convenient. And you get that gift bag, or, or even maybe the cardboard box or whatever. And uh, if you grew up like you know in, in our house with a cardboard box, you you want to cut it kind of where you don't tear the box. You know, because if they didn't write on the box, you could actually reuse that box. You know, uh, to give somebody else. But uh, but no, man, as kids, man, we want to tear stuff open. You know, as a grown up, I, I I like tearing stuff open. You know, but I mean, I'll take a gift sack too. If anybody give me anything in a gift bag, I'll take it. But I mean, I like tear stuff open. Why? It's just the, just that activity of hearing that paper rattle and crash and all that. It's a fun time, isn't it? It's a wonderful time. I, I want us to enjoy. I, I want us to understand that God gave us a family. God gave us friends. Uh, God gave us this time of the year for us to enjoy. There's nothing wrong with gathering and, and singing songs and fellowshipping together and enjoying what the season is all about. There's nothing wrong with that. Matter of fact, I encourage people to do it. I encourage you. If you have family you can gather with, gather with them. Make the best of the time that Christ has given us. I tell you, uh, it took me way, 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 way too long to understand that one of the most valuable treasures that God gave us is time. Time. Because once it's spent, you can't get it back. Once it's gone, it's gone. Make wise use of the time that the Lord has given you. As we think about the greatest gift... Oh, there are so many gifts. What this sermon has dealt with, I won't go through it entirely. But we talked about the greatest gift. And then out from uh, that greatest gift, obviously, is Jesus Christ. But from that gift, there's many other wonderful gifts that we get to have and enjoy. And we don't understand all of that when we receive salvation. We don't understand the fullness of what God has for us. I'll be honest with you. uh, Even where I am in my Christian life, I can't tell you that I fully understand all that God has given us in salvation. But it's a day-by-day process that we grow and learn and try to fulfill what God has for us. Let me give you, if you've been taking notes, I've got three notes to add to the ones that you've been taking And I want to give you that tonight or this morning. Let's close out this sermon series. We just sang a song, by the way, uh, or several songs, but it was talking about that night, that holy night, that night that was so divine. In your first section of notes there, it says this, the greatest gift was given on that holy night. And this is what you add in when Christ was born, that holy night when Christ was born. Your scripture tells us in John chapter 3 and verse number 16. Now we're talking about a gift, right? For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave. You see that? He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You see that holy night when Christ was born, that was the greatest gift that could ever be given. The gift of God's son Given to us. For God so loved the world. You know what? Uh, There's a lot about me that I don't know why God would love me. When I look at my life, you say, oh, you're a preacher standing behind a pulpit. Uh, What difference does that have to do with it? I'm still a human being, just like everybody else. And there's so much about my life that I look at and I say, why would God love me? 
Why would he be willing to give his only begotten son? I can't explain the love of God, but I'm so glad that he loves me. The greatest gift was given on that holy night when Christ was born. Can you imagine that setting? I mean, a lot of times uh, uh, there's there's plays and programs uh, and there's some good things out there. I'm not belittling that, but I, I mean, to try to put it in our mind what it looked like and what it felt like on that night. I'm sure there was a feeling in the air that there had never been before that night when Christ was born. And I challenge you even now, uh, 2000 years later, we don't know the actual calendar date when Christ was born. The Bible tells me this. When the fullness of time was come, God sent forth the son to be born of a woman. I don't know exactly the calendar date, but I'm thankful that there is a date that we have on the calendar that we celebrate Christmas and I challenge you this with the right heart and the right perspective why don't you walk out on a Christmas night and just look up at the stars and just feel the presence of God and the power of God the Bible tells me that the earth itself bears witness that there's a creator and there's a God you can walk out and look at creation do that on Christmas just walk out maybe go out Christmas night look up at the stars I'm telling you there's a feeling in the air that's different than any other time of the year that's the presence of God the greatest gift was given on that holy night when Christ was born. Let me give you another one this morning. We're talking about the the gift. That gift that God gave us, His Son, Jesus Christ. You see, the gift of God gives eternal life. The gift of God gives eternal life. You see, the Scripture tells us in Romans chapter 6, and verse number 23, for the wages of sin, is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I'm so glad for the gift of God. You see, the wages of sin, the wages, the payment for sin is death. You and I deserve death. You say, preacher, I'm not I'm not much of a sinner. You know, it doesn't matter how much of a sinner you are. Huh? You ever talk to people that they don't think they're too bad to, to, to go to hell? <laughs> And, uh, you know, you, you see people, they're not too bad. To, they don't think they're good enough to go to heaven, but they're not too bad to go to hell. This is not, it's not a matter of how good or how bad you are. Listen, uh, Brother Ronnie was talking about in the devotional this morning. There's two types of sinners in the world today. Saved sinners and lost sinners. You've got to figure out which one you are and get it settled. We are all sinners. You see, that gift that God gives us is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. It's not eternal life through myself. It's not eternal life through you, but it's eternal life through Jesus Christ. And what a difference that is. You see, we have to understand that that gift is given for our sake. That God did it because He loved us. If I got what I deserved, I'd be in hell today with my back broke. But I'm so glad. Oh, I'm so glad that He didn't give me what I deserved. He didn't give me justice. He gave me mercy. And I'm so glad for the mercy of God that's been extended in my life and in your life as well. The gift of God. For the wages of sin is death. You know, you got people out there that they don't, they don't comprehend that, that they're a sinner. I mentioned they don't think they're too, too bad. But then there's some that, that they can't get over the fact. Well, they say, preacher, I, I've had people come to me and they want to tell me all these things they did with the question mark of whether or not God can save them. They'll talk about, preacher, I did this, I did this. I, I, let's, let's just cut it right there. Are you a sinner? I don't need to know everything you've done and how you did this. and that. I don't have to know all that. What you need to know is, are you a sinner? And if you are a sinner, then the wages of sin is death. You need that taken care of. 
Don't tell me what you've done, where you've been. I don't, I don't need to know all that. All you need to know is that if you're a sinner, that your sin has been paid for and you can have eternal life through Jesus Christ. That's the greatest gift, dear friend. The gift of God. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Do we have eternal life today? Let me tell you this. Here's what we know. That eternal life was given to us on the cross of Calvary through the sacrifice of what Jesus did. But the problem is, just because salvation has been provided, doesn't mean that salvation is going to be received by everybody. You see, a gift has to be received. You know, you can go shopping and, and, and find out, you know, whatever somebody wants and try to get the best gift you can for them. And you can get it all packaged up real pretty. But if they don't receive that gift and get it in their possession, then it's not theirs. Even though you paid for it, you got it all taken, you got it all printed up, and you say, here it is. If they don't take possession and receive it, it doesn't do them any good. Jesus Christ, the greatest gift ever given. Shedding his blood on the cross to pay for our sin, offering salvation to everybody. But if you don't receive the gift, it's not going to be applied to you. You've got to possess it. You've got to possess it. There's a lot of people who profess it, but they've never possessed it. You see, there's a difference between a profession and a possession. Okay, You need to take hold of the eternal life. Scripture tells us that to take hold of it, to grab a hold of the things that God's given us. Listen, you can hear about it. You can read about it. You can come to church and study about it. But until you receive it into your own heart, it's not going to do you any good. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. We're talking about the greatest gift. The greatest gift was given on that holy night when Christ was born. The greatest or the gift of God gives eternal life through Jesus Christ. Let me give you the last one this morning. I want you to look with me at a verse of scripture before I give you the last note. But it's in Second Peter chapter 3. And if you would look at verse number 9. It says, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. The last note I want to give you on this is this. The greatest gift is available to all people. The greatest gift is available to all people. To all people. Did you see that God is not willing that any should perish? What that means is God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. Did you see where it says God is not willing? He doesn't want anybody to go to hell. If you die and go to hell today, it's against God's will. God is not willing that any should perish. God's will for your life is that you come to repentance. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And that word all, if you look it up in the Greek, it means all. We're talking about red, yellow, black, white, rich or poor. It doesn't matter. God wants you to come to repentance, meaning salvation. He sent his son for that purpose. Notice that the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some men count slackness. The Lord's not going to break a promise. I mean, He provided salvation for us. He went to prepare a home for us. We have an eternity waiting for us. That is a promise you can rest on today, dear friend. The Lord is not slack concerning His promises. If you die and go to hell, you're doing it against God's will. He doesn't want you to go there. The Bible tells me that the hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. The greatest gift is available to all people. 
to all people. I mentioned there's no racial boundaries. Can I say this? There's no religious boundaries. There's no religious boundaries. I'm not here today trying to preach a exclusive type of uh, doctrine as far as, you know, there, there's a lot of people thinking if you're not this and you're not going to heaven. I'm not, here to, I'm not here to ask you to join this church. I'm not here to ask you that. I'm not here to ask you where is your membership. Church memberships are not going to get you any closer to heaven, by the way. Okay? It is important where you go to church that they teach the right doctrine. But listen, I would, no matter where I be, I would preach what I'm preaching to you today, and I would consider this Bible doctrine. I would consider this true Bible doctrine. I don't care what the sign on church says outside. Uh, uh, you can God's, Just because they attach a church or God's name to it doesn't mean God's anywhere near it. What is the biblical content? That's what I want to know. And when I study the Bible and I see that there's a gift that's been given to all people, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ, and that the Lord wants everybody to be saved. Listen, I don't care. You, you may have grew up Catholic. You may have grew up Presbyterian or whatever. doesn't matter. Uh, God, He sent His Son for all people to come to Him in faith and repentance. Okay? Salvation. It's not an exclusive thing. I mean, God, he wants, it's all inclusive. He wants everybody. You say, well, preacher, that's not politically correct. I'm telling you, Jesus Christ, they're, they're, he died for all people. Amen. All people. He wants everyone to be saved. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I want you to think about the little scenery that we have up here today. There's a nativity set on the communion table. There's a... A stable scene here on the stage, and there's a star of Bethlehem, and it's just a depiction. But can you imagine how it was that night? Can you imagine if you would put yourself in the place of those shepherds when all of a sudden there was a multitude of angels praising God, glorified? There was good news that was given to them, and that good news is that a Savior was born. That was good news. Can you imagine how they wanted to hurry? And go and tell others and go and see Christ. They wanted to find their way to where the Savior was. Can you imagine the, the wise men that traveled afar? Trying to get to where the Savior was. Wanted to go see Him. Can you imagine how everything was that night? And here's where we are today, 2,000 years later. We present a message about this same Savior. Who still is willing to save people today. Who died for all people. Who wants to be the Redeemer of the world. And so many people today, instead of having that anticipation in their heart to go see him, we've got a world full of people that reject the message and go the opposite way. Let me tell you, this little baby, and if y'all wasn't here earlier, y'all missed at me when I brought this little baby in. and People were looking at me, you know, and all that. I had that little baby in my arms, brought him and placed him in the manger. That little baby that we see in the manger. The next time he comes, dear friend, He's not coming as a baby in a manger at a stable in Bethlehem. He's not coming back like that. The next time he comes back, I want you to listen to me closely, okay? Next time he comes back, he's coming back as King of Kings, Lords of, Lord of Lords. And the government's going to be upon his shoulders, dear friend. And of this reign, there'll be no wind. And he's going to rule with a rod of iron. And every knee is going to bow. And every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That little baby in a manger, manger is coming back as a reigning king of kings. And it's my prayer today. If you don't know him, if you've never received that greatest gift, would you come to him today? This Christmas season could be extra special by receiving the Christ of Christmas. Let's bow our heads if you would.
We're going to have a verse of invitation. No one's looking around. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. Don't want to embarrass anybody. Wouldn't do that for nothing. But if you're here today and you say, Preacher, I've never received that greatest gift. I, I don't have the Lord Jesus as my Savior. Preacher, I want you to pray for me. I need to get saved before it's everlasting too late. I don't want to die and go to hell. I want to go to heaven. If you're like that today, would you let me pray for you? Slip your hand up real quickly. Slip your hand up. I'll be glad to pray for you. Maybe you're here today and say, Preacher, I am saved. I know that, but I'll be honest with you. I've drifted. I've wandered from where God would have me to be. And Preacher, pray for me. I want to get my life back in the service of God. Was there anybody like that today? May I pray for you? God bless you. Anybody else? Listen, there might be a need on your heart that I didn't even call out, and I'm not going to do an interrogation this morning. But if God has dealt with you in such a manner that you need to respond, we want to provide that opportunity. The choir did a wonderful job singing about Jesus and presenting that message. We shared the biblical message today. And now the Holy Spirit works on our heart, and we respond to Him to do what He asked us to do. If you have a need this morning, the altars are open. Father in heaven, thank you for this time. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for the wonderful presentation from the choir thank you for your word that we present in the message today and i pray lord if there is one here today that does not know you as their lord and savior may they come to you and lord for maybe those of us who who need to just draw closer to you in our walk with the lord may you convict us to do that and may we follow up with that bless our time for we ask it in jesus name amen as we stand to our feet